Cheeseheads. Cheeseheads. Get on your feet. It's Curd and Law. Hosted by Sparky Fighter and Ryan Horvath. Hey, it's C Sparky Fiber, twelve fifty AM. The fan, welcome in another glorious day on this Friday, day after the NBA draft, and of course we have Ryan Horvod here as always, BetMGM tonight, uh, part of the BetQL Radio Network. Him, Nick Ashu, and Trista Crick weeknights while you're watching the games, you get your betting on while you're listening to those three be entertaining and have you laughing uh, throughout the show and their wild reactions. Uh, and then if that's not good enough, you can go back and listen to the podcast, follow them on Twitter, all that fun stuff. Uh, and they'll take care of you. Uh, you will notice if you're watching as we live stream this on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page that Ryan Horvat's caption says, Dave Matthews fan, Ryan Horvat. And I told Ryan Horvat when I saw that, that I am not a Dave Matthews fan. And then Ryan Horvat told me just how much of a Dave Matthews fan Ryan Horvat actually is. Yeah, so me and my wife, my wife and I, whatever, uh, English major, we're going to we are going to the uh, Dave Matthews concert this Saturday, and I'm pretty jacked about it. Um, we so this is going to be the 27th time that I've seen Dave Matthews. The first what? concert I was in eighth grade, my cousin took me. It was Soldier Field that ended up actually becoming a CD. Uh, one of the best shows I've ever been to in my life. Just you know, great great times. I was probably way too young to be doing sure I was doing there, but it was awesome, man. And so uh, this will be 27, but. I haven't went. We figured out uh, it's been 10 years because my son, he turned nine in September. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we just haven't went, you know, like I, I, I've been to concerts. I like to go to different shows now. I've seen Pearl Jam. You know what I mean? I like this. Like I'll, I'll see like Taylor Swift. I like to spend a bunch of money when like the big acts come and I got kind of tired of Dave, but uh, you know, pretty excited about it. And I have to uh, throw in here Dave Matthews fan, because what I've learned, especially with the younger generation it's cool now to be a Dave Matthews hater, but man, what a show. You have like 15 musicians on stage all in harmony. It's a beautiful thing. So I'm, I'm trying to think I was telling so I you that, my guy, Dave. back in the day, I used to produce a, a coach's show when Tom Crean was at Marquette until they got me booted off the show. Uh, and he was a big uh, Dave Matthews fan uh, back in the day. So I really? had to play all of these Dave Matthews songs for bumper music or whatever else. Cause he was a big Dave Matthews fan back in the day. And at that point, that's when I realized I did not like Dave Matthews. And this was, I don't know what year was this like 2000, 2001, something like that, somewhere in that okay, area. Hold on. But here, that's so I'm not some a- new, new fangled Dave Matthews hater. I've never liked the dude, but, but here's the thing. Like I bet you, because originally when I heard Dave Matthews, a man, I mean, like, you know, I'm a little bit younger, obviously it was like the fourth or the fifth grade. And I was like, this is crap. But I bet if you actually went back now and you listened to some of the catalog, you would become a Dave Matthews fan. You would appreciate you know what I think this is like you, you sound like somebody telling me that I should go back and try drinking beer again. Well, yeah, you didn't like it, but you should try it again. You might like beer now if you try when you're older. You might like it now than, than even though you didn't like it before. Or a parent that tells their children, yeah, you didn't really like broccoli when you were younger, but you'll like broccoli now that you're an adult. Your taste buds change. It'll change. So what you're telling me is, is my, they're not listening buds, but my, but my taste in music may have changed and I could appreciate maybe Dave Matthews better. Like maybe you don't like Dave Matthews, the singer, right? But, uh, you know, he plays with a guy, Tim Reynolds. You might be like, he's yes. one of the greater guitar, he's one of the greatest guitar players ever. Agreed. Like, you might like the drummer. You might like the yeah. saxophone player. I mean, you might like the bassist. That's what I'm saying. You might appreciate the music more. 
I would never tell you if, if you don't like beer right now, there's no reason to start drinking beer, man. You're Thank making- you. Loaded, it makes you fat. You die young. <laughs> you the crap. Like that's a that's a great thing that you don't like. I wish that I had that. I wish I didn't like beer. I, I have the opposite. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, lots of stuff to get into uh, today. I said uh, on the last podcast that Ryan and I did uh, on whatever day it was Wednesday. Um, I'm so tired; it doesn't even matter. On Wednesday, uh, that we were talking about hard knocks today. Uh, and the reason we're going to talk about hard knocks is because they still don't have a damn team. As we record this at 1024 in the morning, live streaming on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page. And don't forget, you can download this uh, fine podcast, Curtin Long, on your Odyssey app, or wherever you download your favorite podcast app. And the fact that they don't have a team and the fact that there was a report out a week or so ago, I guess it was, that they went back to Dan Campbell and the Lions and said, hey, you want to do it again? Would you guys be cool going back and doing it again? Uh, and the ones like, uh, no, no, I, I, we don't want to do it again because they were, I mean, it was good. Camel's very entertaining and the whole deal. Do you think the show has become stale because you're target one? I would imagine because you're an NFL honk. You love the NFL. So yeah. do you think it's become stale? So like with hard knocks, man, it used to be appointment viewing where we would all go over to a buddy's house or go over to my cousin's house. We would get together. We would watch it together. It was a huge deal. Yep. You know, live tweeting hard knocks. You know what's kind of you know what I think's changed? Well, the product hasn't been very good. Uh, I don't think in the last couple of years, the last couple of seasons. I didn't really like last season. But um also like we have more access to these teams now more than ever. So you have like the NFL network, we have social media, we see like what's going on in the locker rooms, we kind of see a bunch of stuff. I just think that there's so much out there, but yeah, uh, I do think it's become a little bit stale. I really do. It's like you said, it doesn't seem like anybody wants to do it so like every year the best story is like this undrafted rookie trying to make the team and then you're rooting for the guy you know you're watching the preseason games so I do like that part of it I think the cooler product is the in-season hard knocks I really like that the last the Colts one last year I think it was last year it was Arizona and that was oh I didn't even watch Arizona I just watched the Colts one two years ago oh you gotta go back and check that out because they were a disaster man like Kingsbury you know was pretty much like half-ass and trying to get fired Kyler same thing, pretty much. Um, I, yeah, I mean, nobody wants to do it. You don't really get any interesting stories on there. And, uh, yeah, I think it's become stale. That said, I still watch it, but I just go back and I watch it on DVR or I watch it, you know, on the replay. Right, okay. So how do you then make it to become more of a thing, right? So teams don't like it. But what if it was based around individuals on different teams? So well, that- Well, I didn't mean to cut you off really quick. I'm so excited for this quarterback series that's coming out, though. The Patrick Mahomes, it follows like three or four different quarterbacks. I don't know if you've seen that trailer yet. Derek Carr, I believe, is on there. But uh, I'm excited for that. And that's the thing. If it was Hard Knocks Kansas City or if it's Hard Knocks New York and we're watching the Jets every Sunday for an hour, everybody's going to be all in. We don't want to see Jared Goff and Dan Campbell and like all due respect to Jamal Williams. We're getting these crappy teams that haven't made the playoffs. Sorry, go on though. But that's what I, I see. And then the lines what I enjoyed. I enjoy Staley running his mouth and all of that fun stuff. I, I enjoyed all that stuff. But anyways, what if they said, okay, we're going to pay dudes to follow dudes, right? We'll give you a million dollars or $500,000 or whatever else, whatever the number is to allow us to follow you in training camp. So maybe it's an offensive line coach on this team, a special teams coordinator on this team. That's a clown and a character like Dan Campbell screaming and yelling and carrying on and being nuts. Uh, And you pick a a couple of dudes 
uh, that are kind of characters on, on different rosters uh, that would be fun to watch. For instance, I don't know if you saw this video that somebody put out. I don't remember who it was. On Grady Dick, uh, the draft pick last night of the Toronto Raptors, who was wearing that sparkly, god-awful red suit last night. That became and, a fan of his. And, yeah, and it is a long video of him being just nutso, like goofy <laughs> dancing and all this stuff. And clearly the kid loves to have fun and dancing yeah. and posing and all this stuff. Right, so if you got some of those guys in the league that are kind of like that dude that just loves having fun and is kind of crazy or whatever else, do that. Give me a camera following some dude into a club, you know, after training camp practice or something and the interaction there and all of that. Give us some of that stuff because everything you're giving us now is we know, okay, you're going to cut guys that we've never heard of. Uh, You're going to tie us into guys that we're going to become fans of that we're never going to care about again after this season. You're not following really any of the star players because none of them want you following them. So you're really not following them nearly as much. You've got to find the characters in the NFL and convince them to let you follow them with the camera for four or five weeks. I think that is probably how you sell it. Or it's Hard Knocks Special Teams Edition. Hard Knocks Offensive Lineman Edition, right? And it's just offensive linemen around the league that you follow. Bakhtiari has a camera following him, and somebody else, another team has a camera following him. And you get it more position or coach-oriented than team-oriented, Ryan Horvath. What you say? Yeah, that's why I'm so excited for this quarterback series, man. They're just going to follow around like Patrick Mahomes, and that's going to be awesome. I want to see what he does every single day. But that but again, like yeah, but if it's quarterback are- edition, Sean Clifford, you don't right. care. No, it's quarterback no, I- edition with the best quarterback yeah. in the league. Yes, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like that's what I'm saying. I want to see. I would if if again if it was the Jets, Hard Knocks, and we're getting Robert Sala, who's obviously a character. Right. And we're getting Aaron Rodgers. Yes. Who just, you know, yesterday or the day before was in an LSD convention, which I didn't even know that was a thing. Talking yeah. about, you know, the power of LSD and mushrooms. All and, the players reaching out to him about the benefits of it. Oh, yeah. But yeah. So, like, that's what I want to see. I don't want to see Jared Goff try to form sentences. It, we've And we've seen Jared Goff on Hard Knocks. Like, I don't want to see the Lions again. We've seen Jared Goff on Hard Knocks like three times. Yeah. We saw him with the Rams. But uh, yeah, that that's what we, we like. That's what we want to see. We, we everybody would have watched Hard Knocks Tampa Bay and been all in. You know, watching Brady yeah. MF offensive lineman for missing a block. Yeah. You know, Brady and Leftwich not getting along. Brady and Bruce Arians not getting along. That's the stuff that we want to see. I like Hard Knocks rookie edition, and you've got one following Stroud and one following Young and one following Richardson, right? And in each training camp and do something like that and show the progress of the three. Maybe one is lagging behind the other two. One's outworking the other two. That whole thing, that, that's interesting. Now you've got three fan bases, at least, that are following the TV show to watch their quarterbacks and the Hard Knock series versus a fan base. Yeah, I mean, I get why they do it the way that they do it, though, because like you said, the star players, they don't want cameras following them around with right. the families and whatnot. And the rookies are the better stories because also, like, let's – like, they're follow- – I mean, that that when you think about it, it is – I don't know. It is a pretty good product. Still, but it's because- the unknown guys that they're picking. They're not picking the number one draft pick. They're, that, well, that's no, 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 like, following. Yeah, I mean, you got, like, a little bit of, like, Aiden Hutchinson last year. But, like, we cared about, like, Rodrigo trying to make the team, and then he cracks the starting lineup – those are the better stories because in the preseason, nobody plays anymore. Right. We got to remember as well. And they want to show the NFL, the footage that they have. And so, you know, those are the better stories. Here's a guy where 
he could be bagging groceries. You know, this is his dream to play in the NFL, but he's five foot eight, 175 pounds. That's the better story than here's the rich guy that's going to go home to his mansion with his beautiful wife and his kids, right. do what we do every day. You know, like, what are we going to do? Follow Ryan Tannehill home? He's get, no. He's just, that's what people don't understand. Like, these, most of these guys also are boring. They're regular guys. You know what I mean? Like, you learn that when you cover the league. They're rich and they have a lot of money, but they can't go and do everything that we can do because everybody will hound them, especially now because everybody wants autographs because you could sell it on eBay and you could, you know, do what you want with it. People are sticking phones in your face and then you're on social media. People are just weird, like really weird. Like if you're LeBron, man, like, yeah. So uh, I don't know. I, I don't, I, I like, again, I'm really excited for this quarterback series though. It's kind of like, I don't know if you watched the, um, the series that they did on Netflix. I can't, the name. I don't have the- Netflix. So no. Oh, well, they did They did this on golf, man. And it was like, it followed all the best golfers in the world. Oh. They had everybody on there. And it was awesome, though. I thought it was going to be like, you know, really fluffy. It wasn't. Like, you know, um, it was really cool, though. NASCAR did it years ago. NASCAR was doing this in yeah. the early 2000s, following their top cup drivers like Kevin Harvick and those guys. And then they had another series on Speed TV that followed the nationwide guys. And at that time, it was like Casey Kane who became uh, a cup star and stuff. And it was really, really good back then. You had Kevin Harvick playing pranks on his father-in-law, filling up his, his truck with a bunch of, like, popcorn or something like that. And, yeah, it was really good. But either way. All right. So now that comes to the next question. What do you want to see the Packers on Hard Knocks in 2024? Now, for those of you that don't know, the criteria for Hard Knocks is simple. You'd have to miss the playoffs for the past two seasons, and you can't have a first-year head coach and you can't have hosted hard knocks in the past decade. So the Packers obviously have not missed the playoffs back-to-back years with Aaron Rodgers, so they've never been in this situation. If they miss the playoffs this year, because Rodgers missed the playoffs last year, they missed the playoffs this year, they are officially eligible to be on hard knocks. I'll start. Hell yes, I want to see them on hard knocks. I want to see the LaFleur-Jordan-Love relationship. I want to see the Clements-Jordan-Love relationship. I want to see all these young dudes going into year two and year three and the chemistry and the vibe with everybody going into the following season, because you'd have to think that there's going to be some momentum going into next off season. As the year progresses, they should get better. That's the assumption. Maybe we'll be wrong, but if they do get better, there's going to be a lot of people kind of jacked up kind of going into this. And you really kind of get to see how tight knit this group kind of is on the offensive side of the floor, Uh, a ball defensively. I don't really care. But I mean, Jair Alexander, I'm sure he'll have a camera in his face. I'm sure he's not going to run away from that. I can't imagine Rashawn Gary wants to deal with the camera. Uh, so that's not going to be a thing. Uh, Quay Walker, that could be interesting. You have no idea where that's going to go. Uh, yeah, I'm in. Like, bring it on. I'm all about it. If they miss the playoffs this year and they don't win the division uh, and do what we were talking about uh, previously in a podcast, then sure. Bring, bring, bring the Packers and Hard Knocks. It'll be one of the most viewed Hard Knocks ever. They've got the biggest fan base in the damn world at this point. Yeah, I mean, the answer is easy here. It's no, I don't want to see them on Hard Knocks in 2024. I'd rather them win a Super Bowl. But yeah, if they miss the playoffs, absolutely. I want to see what LaFleur's like on the practice field. Yeah. I want to see his relationship with Jordan Love, like you said, because uh, my take... And in meetings. I don't think... Because I still think that Matt LaFleur wishes Aaron Rodgers was his starting quarterback. In fact, I know for a fact that that's the case. Uh, Not that he doesn't like Jordan Love, but yeah, I mean, if they miss the playoffs, I want to see the development of Jordan Love. 
He'll probably have to play in the preseason, so that'd be fun to watch. We don't know what the running back situation is going to look like because I could see this being Aaron Jones last season. We'll see what happens with A.J. Dillon. You know, does David Bakhtiari want to be there? Uh, Are they going to end up moving him? And then, yeah, you have some personalities on the defensive side of the ball, man. I mean, you know, we'll see if Rasul Douglas is still there. Um, Quay Walker, he'll probably be fighting assistant coaches and trainers. Hopefully not. Hopefully no. not this year. Uh, Rashawn Gary, like you said, Jair would probably be one of the better characters uh, in hard knock history. So sure. I'd be all in for it. And yeah. um, if Joe Barry, for whatever reason, if they miss the playoffs again this season. And Joe Barry's yeah, still there. <laughs> yeah. But I, I like, I have to see this guy at work. I need to see why. You know what? Yeah. Because I need to see why he won't make the simple adjustments <laughs> that everybody at home. Uh-uh. Like, just the casual football fan, you know, is like, why are the Packers playing 15 yards off the ball? Like, you know what I mean? That's that's uh, that's Jalen Waddle out there. That's Tyreek Hill. Why right. are the defensive backs 15 yards back? Like, just simple stuff like that. So, yeah, I'd be all in as well. I think it'd be fun. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, uh, we're gonna we have one more football topic, which is kind of high school related. On some numbers that came out, I want to get to. We're gonna do it the last podcast. We're right on time. Before we do that, I want to switch gears here quickly to the NBA. It's curtain log, which means it's Wisconsin sports. Let's just be honest. Uh, and when I do a Bucks podcast, Green and Growing, with Nathan Mars and Bucks super fan. If you missed last night's draft recap show, it's right here on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page. We live streamed it last night as well, or download on your Odyssey app or wherever you download your favorite podcast ad. Adrian Wojnarowski with an interesting uh, comments on Brooke Lopez as well yesterday about his future with the Bucks. Uh, we talk about that and get into that conversation as well. And we were actually recording when the Bucks made their last pick. That was crazy. Just, just real quick, have you ever heard of a player and his agent telling teams not to draft them so he can go as a last pick in the draft to the Milwaukee Bucks? Never in my life did I think Rich Paul would be calling teams and telling them, don't draft him, don't draft him, don't draft no. him. And then he goes 58 to the Bucs in, in, in Livingston from Kentucky, uh, the freshman from Kentucky. That that blew my mind. I, I never thought I'd live to see the day somebody was doing that. Normally, it's calling Milwaukee, don't draft my dude. You understand me? You don't want to be yeah. in Milwaukee. You don't want to play yeah. for your team. Don't draft my dude. I never thought it'd be the other way, right? Imagine if, uh, you know, my great grandfather had that option back in the day. Hey, uh, you know, you can't draft me. I don't want to go to go to war for the United States. of right. America. Maybe he'd be alive. No, that's why this is the stupidest league ever, in my opinion, man. And, and why, like, LeBron, and of course, it's LeBron's guy, like LeBron's best friend and LeBron's agent, because only a LeBron associate would have that kind of power. And I mean, and let's be honest, Rich Paul owns the world right now. He's dating Adele. I mean, guys on top of the world. And then, I mean, uh, no, but that, I, I don't know how that works. I've never heard of that ever, ever in my life. When I saw that tweet, I even put it out there. I was like, I That's can't wait. That's from Yeah. I tweeted, I said, I can't wait for football season. This is the <laughs> stupidest league ever. Like, you know, you know, like this is these, these kids, this is their lifelong dream. And they want to go later in the draft now. And like, Last they want to just be, yeah, picked into the perfect situation. It's just. Now. After it was all done, the draft was all done. Our Green and Growing podcast was all done. I'm at home on my couch cutting up the podcast. So I was all ready to go up early this morning. So I had to bed at like three o'clock. Get, get all of them ready, right? Yeah. Then comes the tweet of the night. Hmm. Tweet of the night, the Exhibit 10 contract, the buck sign with Drew Timmy, baby. Yeah. Yeah. 
Good to yeah. see Drew Timmy in the summer league with a boxer of Gonzaga. He's like 40 years old. I cannot I wait. Are you kidding me? You're excited? I'm so excited. I can't wait. I cannot wait to watch Drew Timmy in a box uniform. Come on. I mean, you know, everybody Tristan knew he wasn't going to get drafted. Trista thinks that he's going to be in Europe in a couple of years. And I jokingly said the same thing like, you know, last year. I don't know about that, man. He might be, he might be a sneaky player off the bench. But here's the problem. He doesn't play any freaking defense. Yeah, well, it doesn't matter in the summer league. Nobody plays defense in the summer league. He's a slow white guy that doesn't play any defense. So, I mean, you know, he's going to have to like, ah, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. All right. Ryan's bets uh, on the NBA rookie of the year real quick. And I want to get into this high school topic. Uh, these yeah. stats that came out that, I don't know, I guess they kind of surprised me by what I, by what I uh, saw. All right, uh, John Ewing, BetMGM. Odds to win NBA Rookie of the Year. Victor Wembanyama, minus 200. Uh, I'm assuming you're not going to bet that because that's pointless, right? Yeah, I'm not going to bet that. No, no, I don't think he's going to win Rookie of the Year. Okay. Uh, Scoot Henderson, plus 350. Chet Holmgren, because he's eligible because he was hurt all of last year with OKC, plus 500. Brandon Miller, plus 950. Amen Thompson, plus 1500. Cam Whitmore, plus 2000. Ozer Thompson plus 2200, Jarris Walker 2500, Anthony Black 3000. He can't shoot. Um, and then all other players 35 plus 3500 or longer odds. What say you, Ryan Horvath? You are the expert on this show from BetMGM tonight on the BetQL yep. Radio Network. Where are we going? I placed a small bet on this actually. Uh, I took, you could also bet the field plus 155. So just really small, you know, $100 would win you 155 against Victor Webinyama, who's minus 200. And I'm going to take the field, to be honest with you, man. So I think Webinyama, geez, I think he's going to live up to the hype. I think he's going to be great. But, I mean, like, year one, how good are the Spurs going to be? They were a disaster last season. You know, I mean, they're probably at best, because the West is going to get better, man. Um, I think they're at best maybe a 27-28 to win team. And I know team success doesn't matter for rookie of the year. I think he's going to be a monster defensively. But I just don't know if defensive numbers are going to win your rookie of the year. And I don't know that he's going to average 20 and 10. And you look at some of these guys on this list. Scoot Henderson, I mean, his player comp is John Morant, Derrick Rose. He goes to the Blazers. He's going to be in the same backcourt as Dame. I think that's going to be fun. Uh, you have Brandon Miller, who's a 3 and D guy playing with, you know, LaMelo Ball, who's going to be able to get him the ball. But the pick that I, if I'm if I'm playing one guy, I'm taking Chet Holmgren, uh, plus 450. But he's obviously part of the field, so I like that bet. But I would take Chet plus 450 just because, I mean, um, he's awesome. He's been out for the last year, but he's put some muscle on, and he's playing for a much better team. I think OKC is a playoff team definitely this year. I think they could be actually last year's Kings. They were fun last year. People are sleeping on Shea, SGA. He's one of the better players in the league, man. Agreed. He could average 30 points next year. They still have Lou Dort, really good defensively. Um, I think they're going to be really fun. And I think he could next year, technically his rookie year, be like a 20 and 10 guy, 20 and nine guy. Um, if he could stay out of foul trouble in all those games. So I would take the field against Webb and Yama just because I think like year one for him might be 16 points per game, seven rebounds. And, you know, Chet might have better numbers. Scoop might have better numbers and they might be on better teams, more eyeballs watching them. Uh, I think Webb and Yama is going to be great though, but I would, I would take the field against them. It's an entire field against one guy. 
I have no faith in Chet Holmgren, none whatsoever. When they drafted him, yeah. I wasn't a Chet Holmgren guy. I'm still not a Chet Holmgren guy. The reason I wasn't a Chet Holmgren guy is because he is way too damn small to play in this league. And I heard him talk last year about not wanting to add weight because he thought it would take away from his game and so forth. Webb and Yama, he's saying the same damn thing as Holmgren did last year. Doesn't want to put on a lot of weight, thinks it's going to take away from his game. Y'all just look at Giannis. Just, just look at the dude. The dude was real thin. Now look at the dude. And he's still adding on muscle and getting bigger. And you're telling me you don't think that'll help your game with as long and rangy as you two are? You don't think adding weight is a good idea? You're both idiots. Like I, th- th- That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Both of them have said it, and they're both nuts. Absolutely crazy. You're going to get hurt in this league over and over and over again if you do not add some type of muscle to your frame. And I understand, well, Webinyama was in the pros last year overseas. Okay, fine. But now he's coming to the NBA. And I'm telling you, I think it's going to be tough for him to stay on this floor and play, you know, 82 games. Well, hell, nobody plays 82 games. To stay on the floor and play 70 games uh, in the NBA, I think it's it's going to be a tough deal. I like him better than I like Holmgren, yes. Uh, Am I as convinced as everybody else that, you know, He's some crazy all-time great, you know, like they were saying about LeBron. No, I'm not there on the all-time great. Maybe I will be once I see him play more than what I've seen on YouTube and whatever else I've seen. Right. Uh, but, but I'm not there on him yet either. Scoot Henderson can't shoot. I, I not that good of a shooter, so I'm not there. For me, if I was picking somebody, it'd be it would be Miller. I, I think that would be my guy, Brandon Miller. And I, I saw a thing in Forbes that ripped the Hornets draft. I love the Hornets draft. I thought Michael Jordan, this was probably Michael Jordan's, maybe his best draft on the way out. He got three guys that are all kind of tied together at some point or another, right? Smith and Miller played AU ball together. And then Smith and uh, what was the other second round pick that they had? Oh, I can't think of his name. McCauley, whatever the hell it is. They they um, play together as well when they were younger. So they're all kind of tied together. Now they're all guards. I understand they're all guards, right? And you have LaMelo and, you know, that could be an issue. And will they all stay on the same roster and all that? That I don't know. But I just think they all got guys that can score uh, and can can do something that are basketball players. The Bucks took a guy that can't score. He's not going to score. Uh, he's a defensive player that's going to pass the ball. Great transition passer and a winner that John Horst, I think, said a half a dozen times in his postgame presser last night. Uh, and we'll see how that goes. But you've already got a guy that can't shoot who's your best player in Giannis and yeah. putting another non-shooter on the floor. Now you're down to three guys. And last time I checked, they didn't have a bunch of shooters in Milwaukee last year that actually could knock down open shots consistently. So that becomes uh, an interesting issue for me as well, Ryan Horvath. Yeah, no, I mean, I completely agree. That's what the Bucks need. They need knockdown shooters, man. That's what they need this offseason. We'll see what ends up happening here with Chris Middleton. If he's back, I would assume he's back. Um, but yeah, I mean, you don't really need more defense, man. Although I don't know, you could use another rim protector. You could use yes. another rim protector off the bench, even if Brooke Lopez did come back, but I'm with you. They need shooters, man. Like you can't be relying on Grayson and Allen and, and some of these guys that they're running off the bench. Um, so yeah. And, I, and I'm with you on Charlotte's draft. I thought Brandon Miller was the safe pick. I know there's Brandon Miller haters out there, uh, but you're getting a three and D wing. And I don't know if Scoot and LaMelo could have played together because they both need the ball in their hands so much. You know, and Miller can I, score. Either's the best shooter, right? So, like, I just wouldn't like that fit. Brandon Miller can shoot. He's a shooter, and he plays defense. He plays enough defense. So, 
I like the draft for Charlotte uh, a lot. I think I still I think, think, think Lillard gets traded. I think he's going to be good, though. I think Brandon Miller is going to be good. I think any other year, either of those guys is the number one pick. I think Lillard's gone. He, he gets traded this offseason. That, that's what I think. And, and I saw a report today that Portland said they'll trade him if he wants out. So if I just don't think he's going to want to play. They've got a lot of good young guys in Portland now. I mean, they're building a little bit of a, a young core with what they had last year, with what they have now coming in with this rookie class, with what you can get picks-wise and maybe a young player to go along with it that has some upside for Lillard. I don't know, man. Yeah, I, 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 I think mean, they'd be okay. Yeah, they got a squad, man. They got a nice little young squad. Maybe he does want to like stick around. I think he gets traded mid-season if they get off to a slow start. Just because still he's loyal, Boston. he's like Giannis, man. Like, you know what? You know what it reminds me of is like Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson in the NFL. Like, Dame, yeah, he wants to probably, well, he does want to play for a contender, but he doesn't want to be the bad guy. He wants to be the loyal guy. He doesn't want to be the ring chaser. You know, like nope, that's the you would blame him at this point. All right, nobody. I mean, but Russell Wilson didn't want to be the bad guy, but he wanted out of Seattle. He didn't want to work with Pete Carroll anymore. Rodgers clearly didn't want to be in Green Bay last year. He looked like a hillbilly. He was throwing wobbly. Like, I went back because I'm nuts and watched Rodgers last year. He did not care. I'm actually, a, I'm a defender of that take now. He threw so many 50-50, like, who cares balls. He just knew that that team was no good. But, that, yeah. Um, All right, uh, let's move on. Yeah. Let, let, let's move on to this last topic. This high school football topic though, that, that I saw, uh, what was it? I guess three days ago. John Salomon. Um, put it out. Uh, and John Solomon uh, is with Aspen uh, Institute Sports, used to be a college football reporter for uh, CBS Sports. And it's different uh, graphics. So he's got a graphic here. This table shows the number of head hits and the average force of impacts experienced by high school football players according to the results of the study. The researchers use tables like this to estimate a player's lifetime exposure to head hits based on the positions they play at each level. Uh, so defensive line hits per season, 782 force per hit, uh, 25.8 total forces per season, 20,183. As you look at this defensive linemen, I uh, have the biggest impact as far as, you know, chances for concussion, then offensive linemen. And then there is a huge drop off. Uh, and the next one after that is the tight end position, followed by running back and linebacker at that point. And we're always talking about protecting wide receivers, protecting running backs, protecting quarterbacks. You never hear anybody talk about protecting the interior lineman, Ryan. It never happens. No. And, and man, like, I know there aren't many fullbacks out there anymore, but, like, fullbacks, same thing, you know, um, especially, like, I mean, I went to Joliet Catholic, so we were on the double wing, my grandpa's offense. Yep. And the fullback, you know, the lead blocker, man, would take some punishment. So, no, we never talk about the defensive linemen, never talk about the offensive linemen. And they go hard at practice, too. You know, the skill position players, it's usually pretty easy five days a week, four days a week, you know. But Although, I will say this, man, like, um, it's a lot different now. There's really not two-a-days anymore before the season. You know, we used to practice like in high school for like seven to eight hours, you know, 93, 94 degree heat. Yep. You'd see heat exhaustion, guys just thrown up on the sidelines. But uh, you would hit every day. You don't really do that. Like even in the NFL, you know, like in the preseason, you know, the guy, like that's why the products always crap the first couple of weeks of the season. Right. Because guys kind of forget how to hit. They're not tackling as much. But still, yeah, defensive linemen, interior linemen, they take most of the punishment. Here's another one. The average high school football head hit 
uh, they took a study that used G-force as a measure of the linear acceleration experienced during a head hit. This table uh, compares the intensity of a football hit and other kinds of impact. Now, this is high school. This is not college. This is not the NFL. Okay? And they're using G-force. A fighter pilot during a roll is 10 Gs. Okay? A car crash at 30 miles an hour is 30 Gs. A boxer's punch to the head is 50 Gs. An average concussion is 80 Gs. The average high school football head hit is 27 Gs, just less than a car crash at 30 miles an hour. That is more evidence. Now, to that, Ryan Horvath, I ask you, you have a son. He wants to play football. What say you? Yeah, like the rule in my house, the rule even like, you know, my grandfather, he coached for 30-whatever years, right? He, uh, he liked flag football for youth sports. He, but here's the problem here. Okay. So like, he didn't want you. He eighth grade was when we were able to hit. Like my kids are, my kid is in first grade. A majority of his classmates in first grade are playing tackle football with helmet and pads right now. He's yes, see, I, played, I haven't been I played, flag football. I played flag all throughout grade school. And then the problem though is, and this isn't for everybody because you know, they're quick learners and they're kids that are just bigger. But if you know, you're the skinny kid, the only disadvantage you have then when you get to high school is everybody else knows how to hit. Right. Uh, but, you know, but, but the thing is, freshman year doesn't really matter. Like, especially if, you know, you're at a program where you're not playing varsity. Like, you know, with Joliet Catholic, you don't play unless you're really special. You don't play varsity football until, you know, you're some, some kids if you're really good as a sophomore. But it's all about, like, learning. So you kind of learn. But that was the disadvantage. Um, but, yeah, so if my kid wants to play, I would say eighth grade is when I would allow him. Smart. I would allow. I would say, yeah. Yeah, if he wants to play in high school, if he wants to make that decision, I would say yes. I love football. I think it's a lot safer than when I played or, you know. like Oh, for sure. Your, your generation, Gary's yeah. generation, Leroy's generation. Totally. It's a dangerous sport, but, I mean, so is hockey. Let's be honest. Baseball is a dangerous sport when you think about it. I mean, you know, if you're Chris Bryant and you get hit in the face with a – 96 mile, 97 mile per hour four seamer, you know, like, let's be honest, that could do some damage that can mess you up life. You know what I mean? And like life's dangerous, unfortunately, now more than ever. Like yeah. I have, we have to worry every day that we, you know, when we send our kids to school even. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I would say yes. Uh, he can make his own decision. That said though, I'm not the guy it's like, like this baby Gronk thing is you follow this. Yeah, that's, that's insane. I read a story. The guy said that everything he does is for entertainment purposes, and he does it oh. solely to make money for his kid to put away so that when the kid is done with high school, he's got six figures sitting in the bank. That everything he does is entertainment purposes, uh, and he's not crazy like everybody thinks he is, but it's all for Instagram and TikTok and YouTube and all of this stuff. That's what that guy said. Yeah, we aren't entertained though. Nobody's entertained by this. Nobody thinks this is like so. And 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 so that that's the other thing that's changed, man. Is like when I was in high school, everybody had to power lift just to be on the football team, and it was insane. You had guys like throwing out their back at like 18, 19 years old, or guys whose careers ended in college early. I would uh, I would want my son, like you know, everybody to do things safely because there's different like training programs now. You don't need to be deadlifting. 800 pounds at 16 years old, stunting your growth. Uh, I just think it's a lot safer. Yeah, I would say yes. That said, I'm not pushing him to play football. 
I prefer baseball, golf. I, I'm always like, see the money? Like, you know, see Rory he made $3.5 million. He didn't even have to win this tournament. He finished second. You see their wives? You see the houses they live? That's what my dad would always tell me. Because my dad didn't want me to play football. He was like, my dad loves basketball, right? And baseball and in golf. And he'd be like, play golf. Look at, look at, you know, look at Phil's wife. Look at, the, you know, look at Tiger's wife. Yeah. Look at the money these guys are making. And then look at the football players who are losing their, you know, losing their minds now already at like 30, 35 years old. But it's my favorite sport. I love it. But that said, I w- yeah, I wouldn't push my son. Like, you don't have to play. Yeah. Football. Our rule was always. Our rule is always freshman year in high school. If you wanted to play football with mm-hmm. pads and helmets and everything else. Um, and Jackson, the seven year old, I, I don't know how that's going to go so far. We're all good. He likes flag football, but he likes everything right now. He loves baseball. He loves basketball. He loves soccer. Like he loves playing everything. The only thing he doesn't want to play is hockey because of the ice and having to learn how to ice skate and all that. But outside of that, you know, he's totally fine. So we'll see how that all develops. What about your kid? What's his favorite thing right now? Sport wise. Favorite thing right now is the damn Titanic. And now that this story is going on, he's like all in on it. Uh, baseball, you know, I'm really trying to get him into basketball. Growing up, now football's pretty much the only sport that I care about, to be honest with you. But growing up, it was basketball for me. But I grew up in Chicago, so we had the Bulls in the 90s. Michael. All we did, though, was we would play basketball all day long. We would shoot hoops, we would play baseball, we'd play backyard football. Um, but he really likes, you know, he loves swimming. I tell him that's a great sport. He likes skating. My wife really wants him to play hockey. I'm like, you think football's dangerous? Hockey's way more no, dangerous. No, no, no. Forget about the dangerous part. Hockey is the most expensive youth sport you can put your kid in at this point. The most expensive. It's not yeah. close. And the pads stink a lot worse than football. And I told my kid he'd have to learn how to skate backwards as well. Yeah, we'll see. I think baseball, he's a lefty, so baseball would be my hope. Okay, there's no way to want my kid playing hockey. Zero, no chance I would support that at all. I mean, if you wanted to, I guess we'd have to, but I'm not a fan of that at all, no. The the thing really quick about football, why it's the best sport, in my opinion, too, is just like the brotherhood in the locker room. You know, like, especially when you get to high school, everybody's not friends. I swear, like, you know, but it's like, you know, when you're a team, especially if you're any good, I don't know. I mean, uh, the relationships that you form, you meet like your friends for life. It's just different. I don't know. It's like, it's almost like you're like going to battle every Friday night, you know, like with your boys. Absolutely. It's different than basketball, you know, where it's just like 12, 13 guys on a team or baseball where there's like 20 guys. It's different when there's like, you know, 56 to 60 dudes and you're traveling on a bus, you're making the long road trips. Uh, it's fun. You know, I, I get why, I get why like there's people in my hometown that'll be at the bar tonight or tomorrow night, like talking about, remember when we played Carmel and sure. you know, and Cleman took that hit across right. the middle. I understand. I, I'm not that guy, but I get why there's people out you there. You would basketball. totally be at the bar reliving those memories if you could. Oh yes, you would stop. I'd be at the bar. I'd be at the bar reliving Aaron Rodgers memories. Unfortunately. <laughs> Follow Ryan Horvath on Twitter and follow his uh, great radio show that he does. Him, Trista Crick, Nick Ashu, Bet MGM tonight, part of the BetQL network. And of course, Kurt and Long, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays will record. Normally, uh, for the most part, I'm pretty good at getting them up by 5 p.m. Central Time each and every day. Of course, Odyssey app is the place we like to go download it. But if not, you can download wherever you download your favorite podcast at. I'm Steve Sparky Fiverr, 1250 AM, thefan.com. Follow me at Sparky Radio. Enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy the weekend. We'll talk to you next week, folks. 